Chapter 1, verses 20 through 23 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Rigmig. Because Joseph was minded, as has been said, to put away Mary privily, which if he had done, there would have been few who would not rather have thought her an harlot than a virgin. Therefore this purpose of Joseph was changed by divine revelation, whence it is said, while he thought on these things. Gloss. In this is to be noted the wise soul that desires to undertake nothing rashly. Chrysostom. We observe also the mercifulness of Joseph, that he imparted his suspicions to none, not even to her whom he suspected, but kept them within himself. Pseudo-Augustine. Yet though Joseph think on these things, let not Mary the daughter of David be troubled. As the word of the prophets brought pardon to David, so the angel of the Savior delivers Mary. Behold, again, appears Gabriel, the bridesman of this virgin, as it follows. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. Ambrose. In this word appeared is conveyed the power of him that did appear, allowing himself to be seen where and how he pleases. Rabban. How the angel appeared to Joseph is declared in the words, in his sleep, that is, as Jacob saw the latter offered by a kind of imagining to the eyes of his heart. Chrysostom. He did not appear so openly to Joseph as to the shepherds, because he was faithful. The shepherds needed it because they were ignorant. The virgin also needed it, as she had first to be instructed in these mighty wonders. In like manner, Zacharias needed the wonderful vision before the conception of his son. Gloss. The angel appearing calls him by name and adds his descent in order to banish fear. Joseph, son of David. Joseph, as though he were known to him by name and his familiar friend. Pseudo-Chrysostom. By addressing him as son of David, he sought to recall to his memory the promise of God to David, that of his seed should Christ be born. Chrysostom. But by saying, Be not afraid, he shows him to be in fear that he had offended God by having an adulteress, for only as such would he have ever thought of putting her away. Christologos. As her betrothed husband, also he is admonished not to be afraid, for the mind that compassionates has most fear, as though he were to say, Here is no cause of death, but of life. She that brings forth life does not deserve death. Pseudo-Chrysostom. Also by the words, Fear not, he desired to show that he knew the heart, that by this he might have the more faith in those good things to come which he was about to speak concerning Christ. Ambrose, be not troubled that he calls her his wife, for she is not herein robbed of her virginity, but her wedlock is witnessed to, and the celebration of her marriage is declared. Jerome, but we are not to think that she ceased to be betrothed because she is here called wife, since we know that this is the scripture manner to call the man and woman when espoused husband and wife. And this is confirmed by that text in Deuteronomy. If one find a virgin that is betrothed to a man in the field, 
and offer violence to her and lie with her, he shall die because he has humbled his neighbor's wife. Chrysostom. He says, Fear not to take unto thee, that is, to keep at home, for in thought she was already dismissed. Rabban. Or to take her, that is, in marriage union and continual converse. Pseudo Chrysostom. There were three reasons why the angel appeared to Joseph with this message. First, that a just man might not be led into an unjust action with just intentions. Secondly, for the honor of the mother herself, for had she been put away, she could not have been free from evil suspicion among the unbelievers. Thirdly, that Joseph, understanding the holy conception, might keep her himself from her with more care than before. He did not appear to Joseph before the conception that he should not think those things that Zacharias thought, nor suffer what he suffered in falling into the sin of unbelief concerning the conception of his wife in her old age. For it was yet more incredible that a virgin should conceive than that a woman past the age should conceive. Chrysostom. For the angel appeared to Joseph when he was in this perplexity, that his wisdom might be apparent to Joseph, and that this might be a proof to him of those things that he spoke. For when he heard out of the mouth of the angel those very things that he thought within himself, this was an undoubted proof that he was a messenger from God, who alone knows the secrets of the heart. Also, the account of the evangelist is beyond suspicion, as he describes Joseph feeling all that a husband was likely to feel. The virgin also by this was more removed by suspicion, in that her husband had felt jealousy, yet took her home, and kept her with him, after her conception. She had not told Joseph the things that the angel had said to her, because she did not suppose that she should be believed by her husband, especially as he had begun to have suspicions concerning her. But the virgin, the angel, announced her conception before it took place, lest if he should defer it till afterwards, she should be in straits. And it behooved that mother, who was to receive the maker of all things, to be kept free from all trouble. Not only does the angel vindicate the virgin from all impurity, but shows that the conception was supernatural, not removing his fears only, but adding matter of joy, saying, that which is born of her is of the Holy Spirit. To be born in her and born of her are two different things. To be born of her is to come into the world. To be born in her is the same as to be conceived. For the word born is used according to the foreknowledge of the angel, which he has of God, to whom the future is as the past. Pseudo-Augustine but if Christ was born by the agency of the Holy Ghost, how is that said, Wisdom hath built herself in house? That house may be taken in two meanings. First, the house of Christ is the church, which he built with his own blood. And secondly, his body may be called his house, as it is called his temple. But the work of the Holy Spirit is also the work of the Son of God, because of the unity of their nature and their will. For whether it be the Father, or the Son, or the Holy Spirit that doeth it, it is the Trinity that works, and what the three do is of one God. Augustine. But shall we therefore say that the Holy Spirit is the Father of the man Christ, that as God the Father begot the Word, 
so the Holy Spirit begot the man. This is such an absurdity that the ears of the faithful cannot bear it. How then do we say that Christ was born by the Holy Spirit if the Holy Spirit did not beget him? Did he create him? For so far as he is man, he was created. As the apostle speaks, he was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. For though God made the world, yet it is not right to say it is the Son of God or born by him, but that it was made or created or formed by him. But seeing that we confess Christ to have been born by the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary, how is it he is not the Son of the Holy Spirit and is the Son of the Virgin? It does not follow that whatever is born by anything is therefore to be called the Son of that thing, for not to say that of man is born in one sense a son and another a hare or vermin or a worm, none of which are his son, certainly those that are born of water and the Spirit, none would call to be sons of water, but sons of God their Father, and their mother the Church. Thus Christ was born of the Holy Spirit, and yet is the Son of God the Father, not of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Chrysostom. What the angels thus told Joseph was beyond human thought, that the law of nature, therefore, he confirms his speech, not only by revealing to him what was past, but also what was to come. She shall bring forth a son. Gloss. But Joseph should not suppose that he was no longer needed in this wedlock, seeing the conception had taken place without his intervention. The angel declares to him that though there had been no need of him, in the conception, yet there was need of his guardianship, for the virgin should bear a son, and then he would be necessary both to the mother and her son, to the mother to screen her from disgrace, to the son to bring him up and to circumcise him. The circumcision is meant when he says, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for it was usual to give the name in circumcision. Pseudo-Chrysostom. He said not, Shall bear thee a son as to zacharias behold elizabeth thy wife shall bear thee a son for the woman who conceives of her husband bears the son to her husband because he is more of him than of herself but she who had not conceived of man did not bear the son to her husband but to herself chrysostom or he left it unappropriated to show that she bear him to the whole world Rabban, thou shalt call his name, he says, and not shall give him a name, for his name had been given from all eternity. Chrysostom. This further shows that this birth should be wonderful, because it is God that sends down his name from above by his angel, and that not any name, but one which is a treasure of infinite good. Therefore also the angel interprets it, suggesting good hope, and by this induces him to believe what was spoken. For we lean more easily to prosperous things, and yield our belief more readily to good fortune. Jerome. Jesus is a Hebrew word, meaning Savior. He points to the etymology of the name, saying, For he shall save his people from their sins. Rigmig. He shows the same name to be the Savior of the whole world, and the author of our salvation. He saves indeed not the unbelieving, 
but his people that is he saves those that believe on him not so much from visible as from invisible enemies that is from their sins not by fighting with arms but by remitting their sins christologos let them approach to hear this who ask who is he that mary bore he shall save his people not any other man's people from what from their sins that it is god that forgives sins if you do not believe the christians so affirming believe the infidels or the jews who say none can forgive sins but god alone verse twenty two now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the lord by the prophet saying verse twenty three behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth the son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which, being interpreted, is God with us, Rigmig. It is the custom of the evangelist to confirm what he says out of the Old Testament for the sake of those Jews who believed on Christ, that they might recognize as fulfilled in the grace of the gospel the things that were foretold in the Old Testament. Therefore, he adds, now all this was done. Here we must inquire why he should say all this was done, when above he has only related the conception. It should be known that he says this to show that in the presence of God all this was done before it was done among men. Or he says all this was done because he is relating past events, for when he wrote it was all done. Gloss. Or he says all this was done, meaning the virgin was betrothed, she was kept chaste she was found with child the revelation was made by the angel that it might be fulfilled which was spoken for that the virgin should conceive and should bring forth would never have been fulfilled had she not been espoused that she should not be stoned and that had not her secret been disclosed by the angel and so joseph taken her unto him that she was not dismissed to disgrace and to perish by stoning so had she perished before the birth that prophecy would have been made void which says she shall bring forth a son gloss or it may be said that the word that does not here denote the cause for the prophecy was not fulfilled merely because it was to be fulfilled but it is put consecutively as in genesis he hung the other on the gallows that the truth of the interpreter might be proved since by weighing of one truth is established so also in this place we must understand it as if it were that which was foretold being done the prophecy was accomplished chrysostom otherwise the angel seeing the depths of the divine mercy the laws of nature broken through and reconciliation made he who was above all made lower than all all these wonders all this he comprises in that one saying now all this hath happened as though he had said do not suppose that this is newly devised of god it was determined of old and he rightly cites the prophet not to be the virgin who as a maiden was untaught in such things but to joseph as to one much versed in the prophets and at first he had spoken of mary as thy wife but now in the words of the prophet he brings in the word virgin that he might hear this from the prophet as a thing long before determined therefore to confirm what he had said he introduces isaiah or rather god 
for he does not say which was spoken by isaiah but which was spoken of the lord by the prophet jerome since it is introduced in the prophet by the words the lord himself shall give you a sign it ought to be something new and wonderful but if it be as the jews will have it a young woman or a girl shall bring forth and not a virgin what wonder is this since these are words signifying age and not purity indeed the hebrew word signifying virgin bethula is not used in this place but instead the word halma which except the septuagint all render girl but the word halma has a twofold meaning it signifies both girl and hidden therefore halma denotes not only maiden or virgin but hidden secret that is one never exposed to the gaze of men but kept under close custody by her parents in the punic tongue also which is said to be derived from hebrew sources a virgin is properly called halma in our tongue also halma means holy and the hebrews use words of nearly all languages and as far as my memory will serve me i do not think i ever met with halma used of a married woman but of her that is a virgin and such that she be not merely a virgin but an age of youth for it is possible for an old woman to be a maid but this was a virgin in years of youth or at least a virgin and not a child too young for marriage id for that which matthew the evangelist says shall have in her womb the prophet who is foretelling something future writes shall receive the evangelist not foretelling the future but describing the past changes shall receive into shall have but he who has cannot after receive that he has he says lo a virgin shall have in her womb and shall bear a son leo the conception was by the holy spirit within the womb of the virgin as she conceived in perfect chastity in like manner brought forth her son pseudo augustine he who by a touch could heal the severed limbs of others how much more could he in his own birth preserve whole that which he found whole in this partuition soundness of the mother's body was rather strengthened than weakened and her virginity rather confirmed than lost theodotus inasmuch as photinus affirms that he that was now born was mere man not allowing the divine birth that maintains that he who now issued from the womb was the man separate from the god let him show how it is possible that human nature born of the virgin's womb should have preserved the virginity of that womb uncorrupted for the mother of no man ever yet remained a virgin for inasmuch as it was god the word who was now born in the flesh he showed himself to be the word in that he preserved his mother's virginity for as our word when it is begot does not destroy the mind so neither does god the word in choosing his birth destroy the virginity chrysostom as it is the manner of scripture to convey the knowledge of events under the form of a name so here they shall call his name emmanuel means nothing else than they shall see god among men whence he says not thou shalt call but they shall call rabban first angels hymning secondly apostles preaching then holy martyrs and lastly all believers jerome 
the Septuagint, and the three others translate, Thou shall call, instead of which we have here, they shall call, which is done so in the Hebrew. For the word charathi, which all render thou shall call, may mean, and she shall call, that is, the virgin that shall conceive and shall bear Christ, shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us, Rigmig. It is a question who interpreted this name, the prophet or the evangelist, or some translator. It should be known, then, that the prophet did not interpret it. And what need had the holy evangelist to do so, seeing he wrote in the Hebrew tongue? Perhaps that was a difficult and rare word in Hebrew, and therefore needed interpretation. It is more probable that some translator interpreted it, that the Latins might not be perplexed by an unintelligible word. In this name are conveyed at once the two substances, the divinity and the humanity in the one person of the Lord Jesus Christ, he who before all time was begot in an unspeakable manner by God the Father. The same in the end of time was made Emmanuel, that is, God with us, of a virgin mother. This God with us may be understood in this way. He was made with us passable, mortal, and in all things like unto us without sin. For because our frail substance, which he took on him, he joined in one person to his divine substance, Jerome. It should be known that the Hebrews believe this prophecy to refer to Ezekiel, the son of Ahaz, because in his reign Samaria was taken, but this cannot be established. Ahaz, the son of Jotham, reigned over Judea and Jerusalem sixteen years, and was succeeded by his son Ezekias, who was twenty-three years old, and reigned over Judea and Jerusalem twenty-nine years. How then can a prophecy prophesied in the first year of Ahaz refer to the conception and birth of Ezekias, when he was already nine years of age, unless perhaps the sixth year of the reign of Ezekias, in which Sumeria was taken, they think is here called his infancy, that is, the infancy of his reign, not of his age, which even a fool must see to be hard and forced. A certain one of our interpreters contends that the prophet Isaiah had two sons, Jashub and Emmanuel, and that Emmanuel was born of his wife, the prophetess, as a type of the Lord and Savior. But this is a fabulous tale. Petros Alphantus For we know not that any man of the day was called Emmanuel, but the Hebrew objects. How can it be that this was said on account of Christ and Mary, when many centuries intervened between Ahaz and Mary? But though the prophet was speaking to Ahaz, the prophecy was not spoken to him only, or of his time only. For it is introduced, Hear, O house of David, not hear, O Ahaz. Again, the Lord himself shall give you a sign, meaning he, and none other, from which we may understand that the Lord himself should be the sign, and that he says to you, plural, and not to thee, shows that this was not spoken to Ahaz, or on his account only. Jerome. What is spoken to Ahaz, then, is to be thus understood. This child that shall be born of a virgin, of the house of David, shall now be called Emmanuel, that is, God with us, because the events, perhaps the delivery from the two hostile kings, 
will make it appear that you have God present with you. But after he shall be called Jesus, that is, Savior, because he shall save the whole human race. Wonder not, therefore, O house of David, at the newness of the thing, that a virgin should bring forth a God, seeing that he was so great a might, that though yet to be born after a long while, he delivers you now when you call upon him. Augustine, who was so mad as to say with Manichaeus that it is a weak faith not to believe in Christ without a witness, whereas the apostle says, How shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? Or how shall they hear without a preacher? That those things which were preached by the apostles might not be contemned, nor thought to be fables, they are proved to have been foretold by the prophets. For though attested by miracles, yet there might not have been wanting men to ascribe them to all magical power, had not such suggestions been overcome by the additional testimony of prophecy. For none could suppose that long before he was born, he had raised up by magical prophets to prophesy of him. For if we say to a Gentile, Believe on Christ, that he is God, and he should answer, Whence is it that I should believe on him? we might allege the authority of the prophets. Should he refuse assent to this, we establish their credit from their having foretold things to come, and those things having truly come to pass. I suppose he could not but know how great persecutions the Christian religion was formerly suffered from the kings of this world. Let him now behold those very kings submitting to the kingdom of Christ, and all nations serving the same all which things the prophet foretold. He then hearing these things out of the scriptures of the prophets, and beholding them accomplished throughout the whole world, would be moved to faith. Gloss. This error, then, is barred by the evangelist, saying that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. Now one kind of prophecy is by the preordination of God, and must needs be fulfilled, that without any free choice on our part, such is that of which we now speak. Wherefore he says, Lo, to show the certainty of prophecy, that there is another kind of prophecy, which is by the foreknowledge of God, and with this our free will is mixed up, wherein by grace working with us we obtain reward, or, if justly deserted by it, torment. Another is not foreknowledge, but is a kind of threat made after the manner of men, as that, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Understanding, unless the Ninevites amend themselves. End of verses 20 through 23.